And it goes for 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Why don't you go ahead and jump off and talk about... Okay. We're, I mean, I, did, I guess I did say we were talking about the pilot, but why don't you just jump off and tell... Okay. What I'll talk about is. it. Um, so today we're discussing uh, Pilot Parts 1 and 2. Um, it's the first and second episode of Lost. So um, for anyone curious, the way we're going to do our episodes is kind of based on the way that the show was originally aired. One thing that I think uh, that television should bring back is the concept of like two-hour premieres and finales and stuff. So... Um, if, if it was originally a big two-hour thing, we're going to discuss them all in one. I'm not going to do it like Netflix and Hulu did and break them up into one hour. So that's that's lame. Yep. So, um, but my background. Um, I watched Lost. I started watching the show the day it aired. And um, I was I was in eighth grade. I was 13, I guess. is that That's the age of a, yep. an eighth grader. Yep. <laughs> and my, my background before that had just mostly been cartoons i watched like uh for some weird reason i i watched a couple of uh live action drama shows there was a very badly made uh cw show called tarzan that i watched that was canceled after a season <laughs> and my family watched that for some reason oh. and then uh i tried to get into that show i think it's called everwood i don't know it's a melodrama and i was just everwood. like i'm gonna it's this weird thing you have at a certain age where you have this idea of, I should do this now. Yeah. And I had this idea of, I should watch adult shows now. Right, yeah. Um, so anyway, I remember seeing the, the, the trailers leading up to Lost for several weeks thinking, holy shit, dinosaurs. And that's, <laughs> all, <laughs> that's all I thought was like, this is dinosaur show. And I remember watching it. And I liked it. I remember, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I It was cool. But I was 13 and I kept waiting like, let's see this dinosaur. Okay, it's not a dinosaur. I can't wait to see that monster. Surely it will be seen sh very soon. Right. And I would come back week after week. And uh, finally, it, it wasn't like a thing where like I watched the show for years just <laughs> not enjoying it, waiting to see <laughs> a dinosaur. <laughs> When do I see this dinosaur? I've been watching this for four seasons. <laughs> Fuck this horrible show. Um, no, but it was um, it was like episode four, I think, Walkabout, which I won't talk about. But like that's when I was like, all right, whatever. The monster, I'll, I'll get to that. This show is fucking right. dope. Um, I watched Lost Ever since then. Uh, I, I watched every episode live except for the second to last one, which if you remember, we were on a college uh, Bonner scholarship trip together during that you're right and you would actually did, didn't you like pre-purchase it so that you would have it and be able to download it is that what happened? yeah we we were at some like nature i don't know what you would call that place some like kind of hippie compound place and there was no wi-fi but i brought my laptop and a couple of days later we went to a place with wi-fi and i watched it and i think we both watched yeah, it yeah we did so but other than that man i mean that was i was a six-year journey and uh i was a part of that and my obsession with lost was insane and yeah. might still be it's faded a lot in my prime i was like an encyclopedia for the for the show oh yeah you had uh, and you but, had the figures and uh, props and different things. Yes, yeah. I had that beautiful uh, autographed 
photo of Josh Holloway as Sawyer with his shirt undone. You did? Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. You guys gave me a lot of shit about that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. But now I'm like, hell yeah, yeah no, that's, I do. That's so dope. Now, in 2020, <laughs> um, we're a lot more you know, polite. It's definitely better, I think, now. Than when you're yeah, a 13 yeah. year old boy. Yeah, when you're like 13 or 14, you're like, oh no. In the early 2000s. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's like, hell yeah, man. So That is dope. Yeah, we're a lot more comfortable, I think, now. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's me, man. I mean, I still, you know, I'm not, my, my interest has waned here and there as time has gone on, but I keep finding my way back to the show that's been on off the air now for 10 years, man. And I think that's pretty interesting. You know, a lot of shows have come and gone and I've watched some of the, the big ones, you know, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all these shows that everyone says are great and mostly are. Yeah. Um, but like Lost still is number one for me and I, I don't really think it's going to change. Yeah, so. I think um, I think you made. Uh, there's an interesting point there I want to go back to, um, but I guess I'll jump into how I found the show. Uh, yes, I didn't see any of season one when it aired, um, and you, you and I became friends our freshman year. I mean, we knew each other before that. Our freshman year is really when we were like tight, and you yeah. obviously were already obsessed with the show, and you wanted other people to get into it, so you had me I, we went and i think that summer probably you had it on dvd and we were watching it yes um, that that tracks and then you were like there's a recap episode airing before the show comes back so you need to watch that but you also made me a mini encyclopedia <laughs> <laughs> oh no a guide of I don't remember if it was specifically like a breakdown of every episode, but it definitely had like, I don't know what they're called um, when they make a TV, I, I guess like a Bible, um, when they're making a TV show and they have breakdowns of characters and what their motivations are and who they are. It oh, no. it read very much like that. Like if I were a, a new writer <laughs> coming on to Lost, they would give me something <laughs> similar, except it's written by a 13 year old. <laughs> and they did it for free. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it was great. Oh my! But it really <sighs> helped me. It did. Like, I th I think seeing what it meant to you made me care about it more. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, at that time, I don't. I don't. I think everybody kind of has friends in high school and everything, but uh, I don't know how many of them carry over into like adulthood and everything like that. But I do feel like uh, you, me, and the other guy kind of all had this like uh tighten it thing where we all just wanted to like things that the other ones liked at that you know at that time you're really i think looking for acceptance and everything too not that i was looking at it through for acceptance through lost but i think my passion for the show was definitely like doubled because you were so into it and got me so into it and did so many things to make it easy for me to jump in and care about it Oh, that's a very surprisingly heartfelt uh, answer that I wasn't expecting. Um, but it's a true. You're right. I, I think that I, I mean I went back. The season, season one is probably my least familiar season because I wasn't watching it initially. Like I'm, I'm at least one behind on you for season one because I can never capture that like first time of waiting that first week after week in season one. Oh uh, yeah, you Jesus know I, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot even in pilot there's like a lot to unpack 
uh right there is there's a lot man um um but yeah i I mean i guess that's a good way just to get into it right i mean we're uh yeah we we were early you know season one or, or not i mean season two still an early point and um i mean a lot of people started i think from the beginning and fell off or now people will be just binge the show yeah and um I think that's good and bad, but I'm not going to talk about that, really. I think um, once we get into, like, more of the show... Um, it'll... Yeah, it becomes more apparent what it's like to watch it, binging it, versus watching it week to week. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. And I think you're right about that. Um, and <laughs> you bring this up, man, about how, like, I like did that, and, and, and it's just bringing back memories of how absurdly obsessive I was with the show. I remember before season two started, which I don't really want to get into any of the details about that, because um, I want to stick to the episode, but I remember I, like, was going around trying, I think I did for you, to, like, what I did for you, I think I was trying to do, like, with everyone in our friend group that would listen. Yeah. I think yeah. I was trying to be like, hey, check this out, you gotta watch the season two premiere. And, like, so it's cool that, that you were, like, doing that and did it, but, like, I think, like, the vast majority of people were like, okay, cool, man. Uh, I have to go to gym class. I want to play Halo. I'm horny as fuck. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many things going on in my brain right now that I've never felt before. This ABC and, drama means literally uh, <laughs> nothing to me. So, <laughs> I did. I did want to say, like, when you were talking about getting into adult shows and wanting to feel adult, I think my first thing was my grandparents loved Law and Order SVU, so I was just watching mm. that all the time, which is super heavy. But I was actually having a conversation uh, with Ashton, uh, my wife, uh, today about the show, talking about this, and she made a good point that, like, that was kind of I don't. I don't think it was necessarily the beginning of good television all around, but yeah, for our generation, I think Lost may have been like a turning point for a lot of kids where they start paying attention to more well-done dramas. And a lot yeah. came out in that time. Like, I mean, there was Lost and Heroes, it, you know, and it, it was leaning more like into creature features and sci-fi even, or even like Nip Tuck, which was kind of more... I mean, it is grounded, but there's a lot of just wild stuff happening in it. Like, television was really changing in that time period, I feel. You're 100% right, man. You know, I mean, this is pre-streaming, of course, by, like, a while. But it was mostly, like, cop dramas and hospital shows. Right, And crime. You know, you can turn it on. You can watch any given episode. It tracks, like, serialized dramas. They were not super popular. And I think a lot of, like, I, I mean... I'll get to some stuff about the episode later, but from stuff that I was seeing about the development of Lost, there was some pushback based on the fact that the network was like, we don't like serialized shit. Like, let people just turn it on and watch. People don't want to come back week after week. And I, I think, you know, no matter what you think about with Lost's legacy, it it 100% paved the way for a lot of things. Like, I mean, shows like Heroes and Fringe, um, I I think that, you know, I I would go so far as to say, you know, without Lost, you you don't have Stranger Things. Yeah, you you would. No, 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 no. Definitely not. And, you know, some people don't care about the show. Some people hate the show. Some people think the ending was, you know, whatever you think about the finale good bad whatever the legacy it it is 100 percent 100 percent an impactful thing in the 
the zeitgeist, I guess, of television. Yeah, and it doesn't... I think it doesn't even... It seems tame now compared to even regular network shows. But mm-hmm. at the time, I, I, I think it was pushing boundaries of, like, things that were taboo in television before, you know? I uh-huh. mean, there are things where they obviously are still censoring the, I mean on on things like FX and those kind of channels you can say whatever you want now and it doesn't matter advertisers have given and even on regular network television there's still things that are that are allowed now that wouldn't have been allowed then and I think loss is a big part of even just pushing those boundaries um, I can see that man that brings me I'm glad you mentioned that it brings me to like something one of the points that I've got <clears throat> something cool. I was just thinking about was Lost was a really multicultural and diverse series for something like, okay, you could look at it now and say, well, not really, because, you know, there are certain things that aren't really represented in the show at all, or if they are, it's barely there, you know, especially when it comes to anything like LGBT and stuff. But when it comes to stuff like having two Korean characters that speak in Korean with subtitles, like instead of just making that convenient for, you know, English speaking audiences or having a character like Saeed who is, you know, from uh, Iraq, he's Middle Eastern. This, I mean, this is a show about a plane crash that took place like three years after 9-11. Yeah. So big deal. Yeah. I mean, and, and so at the time, this is a hella diverse cast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty cool, honestly. Look, like looking back on it, even now, it's like this is cool because it's not only it's great to have that uh, representation for those people on the show, but it's really cool as a viewer to have those different stories during flashbacks. You know, you're even though it is filmed in Oahu, uh, yeah. it's like oh, you're in Seoul now. Oh, this character's in Africa. I think that's cool. Oh, they really sold it. I actually, um, I think this is a good jumping off point to get into the episode. Just talking about. Um how the show was formatted because I, I found this out and didn't realize until after I'd watched it, but the pilot itself, I mean, I don't know how they convinced them to do this, but it's, I, I think part one and two combined are the most expensive pilot ever. Um, and I think you're right about that, man. It was uh, $13 million or more. Something insane. Uh, I've seen two different things like that. I, I was researching it, uh, 13 or $14 million, man. I mean, that's a lot to do for a show that one might not work because it is, it's not, that's what I noticed about the first episode. It's not risky from the beginning. I mean, the first thing you see is kind of like Jack's eye open and Vincent running. Um, and Vincent kind of acting like this, uh, like guide in a way, like, yeah, you're safe in the forest and you're not quite panicked yet. Cause you don't know what's going on. And then Vincent takes you to the beach. And then even then, there's this moment of confusion and Jack breathing heavy for the first time um, yeah. and looking sweaty and worried. His constant, his constant, <laughs> his constant, constant state of being. <laughs> yeah. And he sees the beach and it's still calm, but <clears throat> you're getting, you're hearing. I think that's the first thing you really notice that's different is like the screaming and terror. It is. Yeah, man. And then it immediately. The fucking pan over is brilliant. It goes chaotic quick. It. It is. He looks over to the right. It's paradise. He looks to the left. It's hell. It's incredible. Like, I mean, that is. And it was I, I, I that's that's really what got me thinking about, like, the boundary pushing was I feel that that first scene of just the plane crash is a lot. Yeah, it's, man. It's very, very dramatic. Like and 
It explodes, man. I mean, it just is not just explosion. A guy gets sucked into that fan and like that. Okay, that thing. <laughs> there are a lot of things on Lost that are dated, but that <laughs> scene to this day makes me cackle because it's sick as fuck. That's like, so, it's so wild. Good. I mean, yeah. And oh, what I liked about that scene was that starting there and kind of going into the first maybe like twenty minutes of the show, you're getting glimpses into characters that mm-hmm. will then be constant for the entire show. Uh, yep, or at absolutely. least evolve. Um, like I uh, um, wrote there, uh, the crash site is so damn chaotic. Is Jack a leader or just bossy? Because he's immediately <laughs> the one telling move. You got to get this person here. Um, he's telling Boone that he's not doing CPR right. And Boone says, I'm a lifeguard. And Jack says, well, you need to seriously think about retaking lessons. Like this is true. You're getting character I'll- traits right away. I want to say something about that. I saw something recently online where someone was like, uh, I don't know, it was in one of my lost groups and someone pointed out the CPR thing and they were like, yeah, but literally no TV show can show accurate looking CPR <laughs> because typically, because typically that shit will break your ribs. Right. Like, or like break your bones. Like it will fuck you up That's to do so real funny. CPR. I just threw that in because I thought it was interesting. I love that. But, <laughs> um, me, you're, I love that. That's so true to like go back and rewatch and be like, oh fuck, there's John Locke and he's just a guy kind of in the frame for a second, you and know? Like he saves a guy in that. Second. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah. that ever <clears throat> until this time. He saves a guy under the rubble. Um, it's cool, man. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you brought up Vincent, and what did you say your first note was? That very, Vincent is cute. Very first note. Vincent is cute. Vincent is Vincent is cute. Vincent is a dog that apparently I did not dig deep into this because I don't want to know if the alternative is true. Apparently, this is a, a Labrador played by a dog. Uh, is, what? It is a Vincent is a Labrador, and it, the the dog's real name is Madison. It's a girl, and apparently, Madison is still alive. Whoa! Which is great, and I assume is immortal, but um. I remember watching this show with my family. We would all go and watch it in my mom's room, typically, and gather in her bed. And as a family, for at least a season or so, we would all watch it together. And I remember watching it with... uh, They kept showing shots of Vincent throughout the episode. And I remember her and people online kind of saying, like, is there something up with this dog? Like, is this dog, like, the monster? It's really interesting to think about very I, old lost theories that were quickly debunked. Yeah, I do um, remember that. I remember that kind of. Uh, and it turns out, Vin, I mean, it turns out it's true because Vincent it was the the pilot. That's why the goddamn plane crashed. Because <laughs> he's a dog as a pilot. <laughs> but, uh, um, it's the biggest reveal in the show. But um, no, it's interesting um, how, like, immediately people were like trying to theorize over. Pretty little things, you know? Yeah. Well, it's that moment. I don't want to, like, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but it is the moment of the end of the first, the first, uh, episode where it ends with, like, that first, or that first commercial. Sorry. It's just that first commercial break ends with them hearing the monster. It's a 20 minute run of just solid no commercial or stop. Oh, dude, I'd never noticed that. It, it, It doesn't. Um, there's not a break for like the first 20 minutes and then they hear the monster in the hills. Yeah. So you're setting up this one show for the audience and then completely changing it. Right. 
there's so much you're saying here. I, I've actually I'm sorry, done I'm a lot. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it. No, I don't mean in terms of like you're talking too much. No, it's just a lot of what you have been saying keeps making me like I, I've got a, a shit ton here about how this show was made, and it keeps making me want to like jump into that. Um, I was waiting for it to be like a, a kind of a fun trivia section, but honestly, man, there's a lot here. I, I don't see a point in waiting. Yeah, I guess, go for ahead. Most of this. Go ahead. Well. Okay, so I I will say I will start by saying um, I've never listened to any other Lost podcast, yeah. and I I did that intentionally because I don't want to copy anything at all, like even without realizing I'm doing it. Right. So I will say I do feel as though every single Lost discussion podcast's first episode has probably talked about this, but I'm going to bring it up again. Right. And um, <clears throat> the reason I'm doing it is for two reasons. Uh, one, um. This is my pod. This is our podcast, so I'm gonna do it. But B, um, I'm in a bunch of Lost fan groups, and there are people on there, man, to this day that will still post stuff like, "Did you guys see this?" and I'm, "Did you guys notice this in this episode?" And it's a really obvious thing that people noticed immediately and talked about the night of right. online, disc- like you know. But it, but it's like people are still discussing, like discovering things. So just because some Lost mega fan knows it, maybe someone listening, maybe they don't. Um, the origin man of Lost is nuts. Like, I mean, obviously the show's crazy, but there's this guy named Lloyd Braun, right? He's the chairman of ABC Entertainment at the time. So Lost, this is Lost's origin story here, man. Like, he gets this idea of, like, what if Castaway or Survivor was a drama series? And he gets really into this idea. He pitches it at this, like, ABC retreat. And uh, what did they say? It's, quote, unquote, the room, uh, quote, unquote, fell silent <laughs> and nobody gave a shit everyone was like okay that sucks i don't care about this <laughs> and there was one guy named tom sherman i'm assuming it's tom it's spelled t-h-o-m so i'm not gonna call him thom but he was the one guy that was like all right this is cool I'll, I'll, i'm with you man let's figure this out um they they pitch or they got this guy jeffrey lieber uh to come in and he was like the head writer for a minute and he wrote the the, the pilot and uh, he changed the name to Nowhere uh, instead of Lost. Oh. Uh, it was Lost originally because it was based on this uh, like short-lived NBC reality show that uh, Lloyd had seen. And he was like, I love that title. But um, upon reading it, they were gnawing at Jeffrey's thing. Um, and I, I don't really know exactly why they didn't like it. That doesn't go into that. But I can only assume that it's because a survival drama with just surviving somewhere is not super interesting. Yeah. I mean, it can be, as we've seen on the show, because there's there's a ton of surviving the elements stuff in Lost. Yeah. But if there's just nothing there, then it's kind of like, you know, if there's nothing more there, then I think it kind of takes away your ability to explore a lot of stuff, even within just your characters. Yeah, even if the um, flashbacks were something that had stayed... And mm-hmm. it was only a survival show with nothing else happening on it. I don't think it would have had longevity. Um, yeah, you're looking at a way. one or two season show, man. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, the the audience is like, when do they get rescued? That's the big thing. It's like yeah. they need to get rescued. And um, so this guy is this this writer, Jeffrey Lieber. He's, he's out of the picture. So they, they call in J.J. Abrams, man. Uh, and J.J. Abrams, he's the one who starts, he, he's the one who, who molds it into what we know of 
like lost is today he he had this idea like the island needs to be a character in and of itself there's something wrong with this island that needs to be fixed right and he like very early on was like talking about the hatch um a thing that will come up later in the season but um so so they're down with the idea but um lloyd braun he's still like okay cool we'll do that it 100 percent has to be grounded in science which wow uh, it wasn't but i think you know what you were just talking about is like this mysterious like monster um it it was kind of one of these things that was like hidden in plain sight like they had to really tease these elements that would go on to become sci-fi fantasy mystical whatever and they just kind of had to ease into it really slowly and hide it and um J.J. was too busy to run the thing. They brought in Damon Lindelof. Um, Damon Lindelof was, from everything I've read, constantly having panic attacks and anxiety about this thing. <laughs> um, particularly when they were like, yeah, Lost is going to be a show. Because in his mind, it was just a pilot that would go nowhere. Right, you know? right. Um, it would be a pilot that people thought was cool and maybe buy collectible DVDs of in 20 years, and that's it. And... Uh, didn't go that way man uh, you brought it at like lost cost so much money and it had like over 18 million viewers in, in the first episode and they um they rushed the production it's crazy late in the game to start very late in the season when they pitched the show they didn't even have a script it was just an outline wow. and they did the whole thing in like six to eight weeks from start to finish That's and it crazy. was just a rush job, man, and it came out to be incredible and turned into this big thing. So that's that's I, kind of the origin of this wild and wacky show. That's nuts. I mean, that it would even like take off. Um, that it would take that much work to get off the ground, and then to finally get off the ground right before it's convenient, or right after it's convenient, I guess, because now they're just rushed and doing all this, and you know, yeah, not sure. And, and, and to wrap it all up, this guy Lloyd Braun was let go before the pilot aired and most wow. and like most people will say it's because he greenlit lost but i i've recently found out that that's not true apparently he was just on rocky terms with him but uh that guy uh, we owe him a lot we owe him our thanks and he has a slight legacy on the show every time you hear previously on lost that's his voice wow so, oh good yeah i, I love found that. that out today that's amazing. So, that's amazing that yeah. you, one that you didn't know that, and two, I think that's an interesting fact. Like that's yeah, man. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I, that's uh, what I had written pretty much is I. I had started going into like how I was feeling about the show, but then when I got to that point of the monster showing up or the hearing the monster the first time before the commercial break, I kind of did a rundown of everything that happens before that, because okay. I do think I don't want to dwell too much on this but i do think that they in that first in those first 20 minutes they tried to really sell the characters and who they were and Mm -hmm. a lot of defining moments happen or at least defining like or at least um kind of small mysteries or curious things about characters so there's i mean like i said jack's automatically like leading stuff uh you see Locke in a kind of distinct shirt that you'd recognize later that he recognized he saved someone in the rubble um, mm. uh, Hurley, Charlie, Claire, Jin, Locke, and Boone are all present at the crash site, and we're all seeing them do certain things that are getting us invested. Claire is pregnant. Charlie helps Claire, or Hurley helps Claire. Um, yeah. Charlie shows up at some point. Jin is 
um, really he's scolding son. Yeah, he's self. Yeah. yeah, he's self-preserving and kind of staying away from everyone. Jack yeah. also gets sewn up in those first twenty minutes. That story is oh. told uh, right. with, with him and the the girl in the surgery, uh, and then Sawyer is or uh, Saeed is building a fire and helping people with that, I guess, at the, at the end of everything. And Sawyer is seen smoking a cigarette, reading his letter. I have to interject here. I'm sorry. Sawyer's, <laughs> no, no, no. Just on the cigarette thing. I know that the addiction storyline is fully looked at with, like, Charlie and his thing later. But Sawyer, as someone who used to smoke cigarettes, the idea that I was on this island and I had, like, ten cigarettes left and that's it... Good God, man. I 100% get why Sawyer uh, was a giant douchebag yeah. for a few days, man. I mean, uh, that moment is credit to Josh Holloway, though, because he is... We're not going to find out what that letter is for a minute. True. And These he, are seeds planted. And he's sitting there smoking a cigarette and in tears. He has tears in his eyes and yeah. looks hurt. And confused, in that, and not because of the plane crash. It's because of that letter. It's wild that that is something he's focusing on at all, given the situation. It dwells, and it or it sits for a minute too. It, it, Do you it, think in that moment he is sitting there contemplating that, like they never explore this idea at all? I don't think in any way, but I, I kind of now that you mention it, well, I wonder if he feels in a way that it's kind of this karmatic thing on his part, you know thinking that he's just this terrible person and look at where he's at. Absolutely. I think he's thinking in that moment, I've done all these things and this is where it's led me. Yeah. I, I think he's worried he's never going to get off that island, which is why after this commercial um, and into the next part, we see him really trying to – it's not in the best way, but I do think that Sawyer is trying to be the leader of the group. Yeah. And he's doing – I mean fighting. He's proving his dominance in any way. Um, yeah, it's a very backwards way, but it's the way he knows. It's yeah, and it's it's self preservation is what it is. He's saying like, no, yeah. this is not my fate. This is not this is not <clears throat> going to be the last thing. This is not going to be the last place that I am. This is not where I'm going to die. Um, I think that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, Sawyer, Josh Holloway actually apparently hit his accent a lot. So if you go back and watch some early episodes, I think mostly in the pilot, he will just have a very standard American television accent. But this, I mean, he's actually was like raised in Georgia. So uh, he tried to hide it because he what didn't think he was supposed to be a Southern character. But during the production, they were like, what is that? Okay, we like that, actually. No, do the Southern thing, man. Right, okay. So, huh. I do like which that. Which is, I think is great. Um, I can't think of Sawyer as like, I'm Sawyer from New York, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't think it would have worked the same way. I um, really don't, man. The Southern charm is part of who he is. Another thing I uh, actually have written about the first episode, and it goes into the second, is that I guess they, it seems like they used a lot more uh, blues, whites, like the sand colors, and kind of um, everything feels in the show muted except the blood. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting choice because it's not a particularly violent, it's not a particularly gory show. It's violent, but it's not gory in, in the same way. And I think making that blood pop is really dire in that. Um, I think you're right, man. It raises the stakes. They're doing a lot. What I, I guess all I'm trying to get to, or all I'm trying to say in this, is they're really doing a lot to sell how important everything is in the show. Like they're really do, mm -hmm. they're doing a, they're planting a lot of 
seeds and making people feel or attempting to make people feel a lot of things so that they are invested right away. It's true. You're feeling how chaotic everything is. You're seeing the blood. You're, you know, um, you're getting the quips in there. Um, Yeah. And you can't show like walking dead levels of gore in an ABC, like, like a network drama like that, you know, in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make that cut. Like what Jack's got a cut on his back, I guess, as they get sewn up. And that is, that's got to kind of be a, like when the audience sees it, it's got to be like a, oh shit moment, you know? And, or even in, in, it. in part two, when the shrapnel's getting pulled out of the guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it like, you know, I, I don't know how they do those practical effects like that, but just I remember by that, that, that moment when they pull it out slightly and the blood just kind of starts, like, just trickling out yeah. all over. And it's just, like... And Hurley fans. I'm not a squeamish person, man, but it's just, God, it's so good. Uh, or I don't know. It makes it makes me cringe, but yeah, Hurley falls asleep on him. Um, <laughs> I remember sleepy. that. That's what it was. I uh, <laughs> I do like that. There's a character for everyone in the show too. Like Hurley, you said you felt squeamish in that moment because it is kind of like it is a lot, especially for like having watched the show for the first time, or watched this is like your first like really serious like quote unquote adult show, and they're. Uh, it's gory and Hurley is not necessarily like Hurley is some viewers in that moment, just kind of fading. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh, I can't watch this, but they're doing, there's some, I think there's a character in here for everyone in the first yeah. episode. We're seeing a bit of every character, uh, and who we can connect with on a, on a certain level. That's very true. And I, I, I think this will be brought up again much later if we keep doing this, God willing, but the, the characters in the show that we attach, like that we, we feel attachment to, that is actually that's, that's the only way that a show that gets as weird as Lost does can stay, uh, gra- like grounded enough that it's not ridiculous. Yeah, because it it gets kind of ridiculous, but but I think it's way more palatable when you have someone like Sawyer sitting there making a joke, you know, or someone like that's weird. I'm a normal person, and you're like, oh yeah, me too, like. Uh, yeah. it, it has to be grounded with people. Uh, he sees that there that polar bear moment uh, happens, and they're like, "Where did that come from?" And of course, they're talking about the gun that he killed the polar bear with. But he <laughs> says, "Probably Bear Village," like that kind of. <laughs> okay, <he's>... so <laughs> these these quips that Sawyer does, I've been rewatching Lost. Like, I, I mean, I know we're doing it for the show, but like, I am in like season three. And um, Kenzie, my girlfriend, uh, you could ask her, man, every time Sawyer makes a quip, I will just giggle. <laughs> I'll just feel like, because <laughs> I, I, I am in love with Sawyer's everything at this point. I don't know. Something about this rewatch has made me love Sawyer more than I ever did before. He, well, he's so like, he's the only one that just doesn't seem concerned about anything that's happening. I mean, he yeah. is, he, I think he has the end goal of kind of getting off the island, but there's a polar bear and he doesn't question it. It's probably yeah. in our village or this weird transmission. Um, True. He's just worried about where that's coming from and how we can get another, you know, he's not, he's not. Jack he, is similar to. Yeah. Jack is too. Yeah. That's right. Jack is very. Jack will, <laughs> Jack will straight up see something and be like, okay, whatever. And <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's so wild because I, the, you said there's a character for everyone. I, 
it would it wouldn't have worked. But like, if I were a character on the show, I would be the one going around like, "Do you people not give a shit about this?" Yeah, there's like this is insane. Oh my god! I guess that's why we have people like John Locke in a way who are like, "I'm gonna find out like what this is." Yeah, what this whole it's special. About, it's know? special to him, and even her. I, I think Hurley to a degree because he has a kind of his own journey that gets in there too. I feel like Hurley mm-hmm. and Locke are really the ones that are invested in the mysteries of everything. Uh, yes. Consistently, I guess, into the mysteries or, you know. I think so. And Locke, in, in the first couple of episodes, he is super mysterious in a way that you can't really get almost anything from the guy. Yeah. Um, I remember reading online, and like I told you earlier, that people immediately were having theories about stuff. But I remember reading one theory in particular that someone kind of pitched is what if Locke is a pedophile character that they're going to do? <laughs> oh, no. And I thought, oh, that's very bad. Even when I was 13, I was like, that's really bad. It is. Because he's just this guy who's quiet and he talks to Walt and he's like, do you want to know a secret? But like, I, I mean, you could read into that as being creepy, but obviously, with hindsight, we know it's not. But I just thought, yeah, what at the a time, dark it's definitely, theory. yeah, that is, that is, that would be dark. I did that moment, that first time he talks to Locke, or first time he talks to Walt is, um, I did make note of what's already established is Walt and Michael's relationship, and mm-hmm. just the hints you get. He said, like, when they lose Vincent, they think they've lost Vincent. Michael's first thing is to say oh this is actually after walt is reading that comic in spanish and michael says do you read spanish do you know how to read spanish and walt says no um and then michael says look i'm gonna when we get home i'm gonna get you another dog both those things mm-hmm. are kind of immediately indicating or at least kind of hinting at that michael doesn't know his son and we don't know why he doesn't yeah. know his son right away but he doesn't know his son and then right after that is walt meeting Locke. You find out that his mom is dead. You find out Walt's mom is dead and that that's he doesn't live in Australia anymore because of that. And then Locke summarizes the entire TV show to Walt <laughs> in a game of yeah. backgammon. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> that's very true. He does. Light, it, one side dark. And that's, bada bing, and that's bada it. Boom. Yeah, that's, that's the, lost. It's interesting you say that about Michael. I guess I hadn't thought about that line, but that that one line of "Hey, when you get home, I'm, I'll get you a new dog" is is a really good way to just show like this is obviously someone who's trying to comfort someone in a really bad way. Yeah. Because it's kind of just like, "Hey, your dog died. That sucks. I'll get you a new one." Yeah. And just not even the realization of how this kid is going to take that. Michael hasn't considered um, that. Uh, Walt has already lost his mom within like the course of a few weeks, I'm sure lost his mom and now is in this plane crash. Um, and probably just wants some normalcy, which he can't find in his dad Yeah, for a reason that we don't know yet really. Um, and he wants Vincent and that's not the point. The point isn't that he wants another dog. He wants Vincent because that's the one thing he has. It's exactly, there's a lot. I mean, like, that's why I really like these first two episodes because they really, and I, you know, initially when we were going to record, I kind of wanted to be a little bit more on point with, um, the plot. But the thing is here with this first episode, there's a lot of seeds planted for future plots and not a lot of plot Mm -hmm. happening and a lot more character introduction. We're getting into more, we're getting into things that will come into play in actual like plots later. Right. That, that's really what those first two episodes set up. 
Right. And I, I, I'm not, not, not to get too, like, self-commentating on the nature of podcasts. I don't really know how this is done with other TV discussion ones, but, like, I don't really see the point in rehashing plot points, you know, just for the sake of bringing up what happens, you know? Exactly, yeah. I will, yeah. I will say, if anyone is listening to this right now, I am assuming they are someone who has watched at least this episode of Lost beforehand. Yeah. Uh, if you are not that person, then I'm very glad you're listening, but I don't really know why you're, what you're doing right what are you, now. What are you doing here? <laughs> what, is, what are you doing why here? Are you? This means nothing to you. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, man. They, they, do, they do plant a seed. Uh, they do plant all these different seeds, and um, it's really – I think that's so interesting that that is how that was done, especially now with the, the, you know, the knowledge that most people – pretty much everyone running this, like making this thing, didn't think it was going to be a show. Yeah. They just thought, oh, it'll, it'll be – I think even after this that I saw that they thought it would run for – if it wasn't immediately canceled, it would be like – a five ten episode thing, right. you know, and um, so I, I think that's really interesting that it does lean so heavy into characters. But the the pilot of this show is just insane to me, man, because it's I, I'm I'm thinking about I was I was thinking about not to constantly compare it to other things, but when you think about other big shows, what other show has a first episode on the same scale as Lost? You know, yeah. Game of Thrones doesn't even have that, man. I mean, the production values there, Game of Thrones, sure, but, like, it's literally just, you know, I, I haven't seen that in a while, and I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones, but, I mean, like, it doesn't have a plane crash with a with a giant, like, 747 that was destroyed on a beach, man. Like, it's just a huge thing to see. It's yeah. like a movie. I think, yeah, and I think that that's kind of, I mean, it's an important thing in any pilot. Like, in Game of Thrones, I think they establish who some characters are in that first episode i don't really remember it too well right now but they establish who people are and that's like your first goal in making any pilot is to get people to understand who the characters are at least on a base level so that they'll be invested in future stories with them uh but i don't think it has been done very often in the way that lost did it um because you're not showing your characters in their natural world with like a lot right. of a lot of TV shows start with a character in their world and we kind of ease into their lifestyle then something happens that's like the call to adventure and it gets the show going or whatever and this right. show begins with everyone being thrown out of their element and what are these people going to do now that they're in this mysterious place that has a monster that is now chased they do a great job but like I as a side, like they do a great job of not showing the monster, but establishing the threat of the monster very quickly when it takes on yeah. the pilot. Um, That's very true. the The way they did that, I think, um, when they were running from the monsters, they just had them like a camera close up on their face and had them run in place, like almost <laughs> like dancing. One of my notes is, uh, <laughs> where is it? I know, I I know, I wrote, um, I wrote this down. How many? How much of this show is shaking the camera while everyone pretends they're crashing? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I, That's so true. It's got to be so silly on the the actor side of things, just to be like, yeah, oh, and it's just, you know. But it, I mean, it does. It comes. You know, the end product works. Yeah, it does. So it does. Um, that there's so many funny things that happen, man, in that in 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 showbiz. Um, 
I did want to bring up, now we're talking about that, I did have a couple of points of trivia here. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if we want to call this a segment within the podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the tail section trivia. Tail section da, trivia. Da, 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 da. There's some, play the music, boys. Um, so... I only have a, you know, I, I originally my trivia was everything about the making of the show, but I was right. like, let's just stop there. Uh, these are some kind of fun things. Um, Josh Holloway, right? So Sawyer, everyone's favorite guy, Sawyer. Josh Holloway got the part, but many people auditioned for it. Um, there are actually tapes you can watch. Matthew Fox, Jack, auditioned to be Sawyer. Uh, Hurley, Jorge Garcia, he auditioned to be Sawyer. And you can watch the tapes, man. I've actually went and watched it, and it's so surreal to see these guys, like, being the mean con man that we all know. But it's just like, that's fucking Hurley, man. That's his Hurley, um, yeah, yeah. Hurley was so, they liked him so much that they made the part for him. So, wow, um, oh, Very okay. glad they yeah. did. Yeah. I'm very glad they did. Um, but th- there are a million little things about, like, this person was originally going to play this kind of character. And this one, like, I-, I didn't think it was super interesting. Like, there's one that was uh, Kate was originally going to have the husband who is in the tail section, and that went on to be, you know, Rose and Bernard. Oh, right. Um, but the most interesting one here that I thought was the character of Jack was going to be played by Michael Keaton. Um, Michael wow. Keaton had, like, agreed to play Jack. But Jack was also originally going to die in the first episode. Um they were going to be like, we're going to get everyone super rattled. We're going to establish a main character. And as soon as they're comfortable, we're going to kill them off to show everyone that no one is safe on the island. And uh, wow, I, th- I think it was the the then like executive head of ABC. I think his name is like Steve McPherson. He was the one that was like, no, that's, that's a really bad idea. We're not doing that. So uh, after that, they said, okay, we'll keep Jack on. And then Michael Keaton said, I can't. I have to go do movies where I play more bird people. And he <laughs> left. So, um, but yeah, our, our Jack that we know and love used to, you know, he was, he was straight up going to bite the, I mean, he was going to be the, actually, no, he was going to be the pilot. That, that bloody corpse oh. in the tree was going to be Jack originally. Am I remembering correctly that then Kate would kind of carry over? Yes, Kate was going to be the lead. Um, she was going to be the, the, the main character and the leader. The We can talk about that, but the last bit of trivia I have is uh, filming for the, fi- the first episode wrapped on April 24th, 2004. Um, the finale, the final episode wrapped six years later to the day, April 24th, 2010. I'm not really big on like date kind of stuff. It doesn't mean a lot to me, but... I thought that was cool. That is you know, cool, yeah. Exactly six years of making this thing. What a completely different show we would have, too, if uh, Kate had been the lead. Um, I wonder if that... I don't want to like speculate on that, but I wonder if that would have been um, a fear of too much progression at the time to kill off your main male lead and then to give people a female lead that you were supposed to care about in the same way. I uh, think that could be part of it because um, it was definitely 2004. Um <laughs> But I, you know, I think you might be right, and but but it, it might have been better for Evangeline Lilly and her character. I think. Oh, I think um, yeah, I think it, <clears throat> Kate becomes a completely different character than who we would have seen if that had happened. You know. And I think she does become someone better as the show goes on, but I do think that early on, especially in the first couple episodes, 
Kate is someone who is kind of just following Jack's lead um, at most times. And um, I was thinking about that bathing scene that she did where she was out in like the like string bikini lingerie stuff out in the ocean. And, you know, since then Evangeline Lilly has come out and talked about that a lot and been like, I really did not like doing that. And they pretty much said, you have to do all these scenes. And, um, you know, she has a lot of star power now, but back then who... It was she, you know, so it's a bummer um, that she, you know, they, they pretty much pressured her into doing a lot of these, like, you're kind of naked scenes. You need to be so. this sexy character for us. Because yeah, you need to be the sexy leading lady. Let's, like, show off, like, your, your body. And I, I just think that, you know, she had a lot of grievances with that, I mean, understandably. We didn't kill the male off, so now it's your responsibility to be pretty. Yeah, pretty yeah, right. it's it's... It's a bummer, man. If Lost had been made today, I like to think that that kind of thing wouldn't have happened. I, I know that there's still like a plethora of, you know, super sexy, quote-unquote, scenes like that, especially in, like, HBO-style stuff, but she did push back from, from what I had read and stuff. She did, she did say, like, I don't really want to do this. I'm not comfortable with it. And the response seemed to be, well, there's the scene, so go do it. And, right. you know... Um, I don't think that kind of thing hopefully would fly these days. Yeah, I think I, it, it would be a lot. I think it would be a lot less prevalent anyway. There's I'm a sure lot to be happened. said about the writing of female characters on Lost, but I don't think that the pilot episode's the time to unpack it. No. Uh, but uh, speaking of that, I want to I want to mention Shannon, and uh, I don't really have a lot to say about Shannon's character in this episode, but. I do think that Shannon is a perfect example of how very early 2000s this show is by oh, yeah. her attire. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not dogging her. I'm really not. But, I mean, it's a thing in Lost. Like, if you look at it, especially the early episodes, what, what they're wearing is very much set in a specific time. They're all at the midriff. Yeah, yeah. And, jeans and, and, and midriff. And I'm no fashionista. It's just a thing you can see and be like... That's not current at all. But I love that about Lost. I, that is such a, a thing for me that just like makes me happy that, that Lost is unapologetically set in a certain time period. Because a lot of things are like they want to be the most current. They love to say like present day. Like I think a lot, you know, it, very easily it could have been like, you know, no mention of the date and it would just be like, it was present day plane crash. Lost is unapologetically like it's September twenty second, two thousand and four. Yeah, they do a very they hard line have a time like I mean I know there is like debate about it later, but the timeline has to me always been very consistent. Yeah, I, I love it. I think they do that present day stuff later at one point in the show, but I mean it it is it is a show that's set in like two thousand four mostly and then some in like i think 2007 yeah um then some other times but that's another that's another that's a whole other thing that's a different thing um but yeah i I think that's really cool and i I love when i watch like flashback episodes they've got flip phones you know like they don't try to do like the 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 most modern thing that they can throw in there um i guess a because it wouldn't make any damn sense but like like if a flashback with jack and he had an iphone 10 or something like i don't know it just 
they reference specific events in the real world, and it just is really satisfying. <clears throat> oh, I, I think there's that. nothing wrong with that. I think I know what moment you're talking about, and I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to get to that. I love it's, that. It's so good. But um, it, I think it's really cool, and I, I think that, you know, just just own it. Like, it doesn't have to be the most modern thing. There's another movie, like, I saw, like, Uncut Gems recently. I don't want to get off trap, but, like, that movie is set in 2012, and it's just very obvious. Like, they just state it. It's, like, 2012. Right. And I, I would love to see more of that in, in Hollywood in some way. So, it's cool that Lost does that. And September 22nd, that's, like, Lost Day to me. I know there's, like, a this community thing. Uh, sometimes, like, Lost fans will be, like, 8-15. August yeah. 15th is, like, Lost Day. I don't really acknowledge that. Like, I get the 8-15 as a thing for Oceanic Flight 8-15 among other reasons, but September 22nd is when I'm always like, this is like lost day for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, I mean, it's a concrete date in the canon of the show, I guess. Right. It's really cool to me that like, I, it's a reminder of how long it's been a part of my life, I guess, going back to watching it on the first day. So, cause at this point lost has been around for what year is it? 2020. Um, yeah, well, I mean, 16 years man and uh i was reading an article actually this it was talking about things that had changed like you know looking back at lost and i I didn't really like it it was kind of like a listicle article and it was kind of shitty it seemed like it was kind of just shitting on lost but one thing they said was like uh the polar bear like the polar bear the cgi looks so terrible now and i have to break it to you bud the cgi looked terrible the day it aired yeah uh (laughs) the polar bear coming out of the woods looked awful and that's okay it's a network show it adds to the charm yeah i think i i I love those little moments of just like oh wow that doesn't look good in that show it 100 percent does it adds to the charm we can't all be uh we can't all be hbo yep so can you imagine if it was hbo though and what sawyer could say yeah sawyer would say a lot more i want to hear sawyer say fuck one time there no i think though that would ruin it. There would have been some slurs. Early yes. Sawyer, when he fights Saeed in this episode, yeah, it's borderline of like, nowadays, I think that that character would be established as immediately unlikable and hard to forgive. Mm. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think there are some things that, that are said, um, especially by Sawyer, that are kind of not okay probo. anymore yeah there's a little probo that's all yeah but that's all right that's sawyer for you bud i did actually um i mean i know we're kind of running long but i did because you pointed out something about shannon you just kind of said i don't have much to say about her character but i did actually have a few things on shannon um just because i like what they do with her in the beginning um the whole time you're kind of viewing her as vapid because she's painting her toenails and everything and mm-hmm. sunbathing, which is definitely yeah. not great. But, and she has that interaction with Claire and when Claire says, I miss having a stomach and you know, all this, um, right. that moment kind of humanizes Shannon in a way it makes a softer side of her come out. Yeah. And then you kind of, I, at least I thought, um, she's just trying to be normal too. She wants to believe they're getting rescued and just thinks that she wants to believe everything is going to be okay. Right. And I think they, that's just her response to everything. And then She's coping. Yeah, and then when she realizes that maybe, oh, it's not good, um, Shannon in her episodes will be someone we know that's just kind of always looking for her place, and I do think that that is 
in the beginning when mm-hmm. they all go on that hike in that first episode or in the first like part in one of the parts of the pilot when they go on the hike i think that shannon is really just looking for purpose yeah whether for selfish reasons or not um she wants to and i i shannon is someone that you come to love i think i came to like shannon of course but like i do feel for her in this episode because she is painted out to be like oh look at this ritzy girl just sitting around in a bikini and i I kind of think about her relationship with Boone and, you know, if I was on an island, if I was crashed on an island like that, I I get that people are maybe trying to do little projects like, oh, they're trying to gather the water. They're trying to do this and that. Like, but at the same time, like, I'm in shock. I don't know what's going on. My, like, what the hell do you expect me to do? Like, if it were really me, if I came across, you know, if I, I'd, I'd look for a bottle of booze, man. Like, yep. straight up. And if my brother came up and was like, what the hell are you doing? Get up. And quit be, I would be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Okay? Like, I, I survived I actually, a plane crash. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to paint my toenails. Whatever. Like, I get Shannon for doing that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, who, are, who are we? Like... I, I don't think anyone can tell these people how to react in that moment. No. Hurley's off to... I mean, they, even that hike is so interesting for a few characters when it's Saeed, Sawyer, Kate, Charlie, and Shannon, and Boone eventually. But initially... Very weird it? group. Yeah, it is. And Charlie is, one, going on that adventure to look for his heroine. Or that's Jack and Kate and uh, Charlie going to the plane. He's going to go get his heroine. That's what he wants. Um... But then Charlie goes again, and I, I, it almost feels like it's just born out of either, like, high giddiness or, like, an attraction to Kate kind of thing. Or, I mean, not Kate, Shannon. Because he's like, are you going? Uh, she's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm definitely going. So, yeah, I you know. Yeah, I think there's that. And he thinks he's still – because he had already established with Kate that he was in that band. And we don't know to what level that band was yet. But he's like, you know that song, right? And he's probably so used to people knowing who he was at that point. Mm-hmm that he just thinks that's what's impressive about him. Yeah. And that's who he is, is just kind of a musician and a heroin addict. And, and he's attracted to Shannon <laughs> and he just wants to be close to Shannon or Kate or any woman that's on the Island at that point. Wait, it's, I mean, unless we see Charlie actively like sweating with like gaunt eyes and relapsing, like we could assume that at any given point, Charlie's high. So it's, it's hard to know yeah, in the first yeah. few episodes. Yeah. Especially. Um, but uh, Charlie does give the, the very cool uh, <clears throat> ending of the – he gets the final line of the pilot, which is, guys, where are we? I, you know, I think it's one of those lines that will it, – it, it gives you chills to this day. At least it yep. does for me. You know? No, I was Could, waiting for it. The whole – I forgot <laughs> if it was the end of pilot part one or two, and I, I remembered like – pretty quickly that it was part two where there was just the end of the whole thing and i was just waiting for it i love that line it's so good man it sets up everything um well man what would you rate this out of five what do you what, what rating would you give this episode man this one is it's hard <laughs> it's hard to go back i don't want to give something a five and then it be then that's the scale that's the that's the top of the bar but i to me i, I do feel like it's five out of five polar bears I'm giving it five out of five polar bears too, man. It unapologetically, so it's that? one of the it's uh, unapologetically it's one of the greatest pilots uh, ever. 
yeah. of any, like, if you look at every pilot in television, it's one of the greatest pilots ever, regardless of legacy thoughts on the show. Those, that, that, those opening two hours, man, it's incredible. And I think as we've, like, reiterated over and over and over again, it establishes so much that they're not telling you, hey, this is important right now, and we're going to focus on this. They're planting a lot of stuff in this one. And I think that's, you know, like... It's better than just a pilot that stands on its own, like stands as a single thing. You know, I think that could be like some pilots feel like, oh, this is removed from the show. It's the first thing that they did and they haven't quite figured out a lot of stuff. And this one seems like they at least knew who the characters were at a base level and introduced them. And we're going to jump into the next one just like the pilot was the first like is the first established episode in a long-running thing it feels more uh, i guess it feels more cohesive to the rest of the show than a lot of pilots do for something that was apparently so haphazardly done at the last second it feels like masterfully planned mm, yeah and and that's lost buddy it certainly is um you want to do a numbers watch so the first thing, uh, Claire is eight months pregnant. Boom. Um, the girl that Jack operated on when he tells that story, he had to count uh, the the count to five story. That girl was sixteen. Mm. Forty eight people survived the plane crash. When they find the pilot, I believe it's sixteen hours after the plane crash. No, no, no. That's at the end. It's sixteen hours after the plane crash is when we're yes. kind of uh, Rose and Jack. Uh, are in row 23 of the plane. Uh, this is interesting. I didn't catch this one. This is one I looked up. But uh, when Locke is explaining backgammon to Walt, um, the doubling cubes that they use, like the die, uh, the dice, um, are on a four, but then it changes to a 16 in the same scene. Okay. And the last one is that uh, the mysterious transmission that we're hearing on the island, according to C- Saeed's math, has been running for about 16 years. Mm. Got him, man. There's quite and a bit. Course, quite a few numbers. Flight 815. Did you say that? I don't know. I didn't say the flight number, no. Um, okay. I, I did. Uh, there were a few others that I found online to see if I missed stuff. And I, I just wanted to make it clear that I'm not counting things like that. One of them was like, Jack uh, bangs on the door uh, eight times. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> the, I have so much respect for all of the people that run these various wiki sites and yep. put in the time and the detail. I will say, as I was looking for trivia today, I felt something similar. They were talking about the shoe worn by this character is this brand in this size. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. So no, um, the numbers have to be hard pressed for me. I need to hear it said by yeah. the character or shown in really a way that isn't like. Way. Not up for interpretation. Those are intentional. He was breathing heavy for 16 seconds. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. So, well, I, I think that's, that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna wrap this, this bad boy up for yeah. us, guys. It's the inaugural, the inaugural post. Um, the inaugural, what? The inaugural episode. Thank you all for listening. If anyone on earth has heard this at any point, uh, I have a hard and fast rule that I believe most first episodes of any podcast suck, but I hope we maybe broke the 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 mold a little bit. Maybe a little bit. 
So uh, tune in next time, and uh, and we'll 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 see you later, buds. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to come up with some outro to I like think cover I, up here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, push that button, guys. We'll see you next time. Right, we'll workshop that. Yeah, and we'll figure we should, it out. In fact, very much not edit this little banter out because I need everyone to know this is a hot mess. All right, bye everybody. All right, goodbye. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's eight one five. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's eight one five.